Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. We're super excited today, and I know all of you guys will be too because we have one of Nashville's best home inspectors on our show today who is going to share with us his experiences, his know-how, all of that good stuff. And we're excited to introduce John Steele with Qualitas Home Inspections. And did I say that right? Qualitas? Yeah, yeah Qualitas. Um, some people say Qualitas, and but um, we feel like it's our company, so we can say it however we want. We we like Qualitas. Good. Yeah. And Qualitas means quality, right? Quality, yes. Um, we originated the name from the Latin term for quality. So cool. just wanted to get back to the original reason I got into the business and quality is what we try to provide. Awesome. Well, on that note, John, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a home inspector and and your company and all that good stuff. And then I'll just dive into a few questions. All right. My first career in life was in the hotel business. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Started off, um, graduated from University of Tennessee. Woo! Me too. Go Vols. <laughs> I know. Go Vols. So far, so good. Um, Want to know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Um, but did hotel inspections also for a number of years, traveling throughout the country, then joined a company as a project manager, H.J. Fox Construction. And when they moved back to Memphis, um, I didn't want to go back to Memphis. Were you here and, in Nashville at that yeah, time? Yeah, okay. here in Nashville. And um, I've known a couple of realtors that always said, you should be a home inspector. Mm-hmm. So once they left, I go, well, this is God's way of telling me this is where I want you to be. So I got my home inspection license. Um, first started with complete home inspections, worked with them for a number of years. And then, of course, my wife wanted us to have our own company. Mm-hmm. We work very well together. And so we started up Qualitas Home Inspections. When did you start that? Uh, we started Qualitas in 2015. Okay. And I've been a licensed inspector since 2006. Okay. I remember the very first home inspection you did for me. I remember the house. It was on 38th Avenue. Yeah. And that was the first time I met you. I'm like, I like this guy. Yeah. He is really good. And Alan Huggins was the realtor. Absolutely. I don't know why I remember that, but when Heather, we were talking about who'd be a great home inspector to be on the show, and she said, John Steele, I'm going, oh my God, I think John is awesome. Yep. Yeah. I had to crawl up underneath that crawl space a couple of so times. So you remember if that I house remember too? That. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. And it was wonky. Yeah. That whole house was wonky. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer there. <laughs> that got torn down some time ago. Well, that's. Kind of like a lot of the houses right now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. When we were just talking. Well, and speaking of that, on houses being torn down, a lot of people don't believe you need a home inspection on a new construction. Oh, goodness, and yes. Heather and I argue that point. So can you share with us some experiences of new builds that you've done inspections on? Absolutely. I got a couple that pop into mind every time someone mm-hmm. says, hey, 
you know, new construction. I don't need an inspection. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a couple of builders out there that I would say that you might not need them because I write very few items on, on mm-hmm. these builders. For example, I did a property where they bought it as a new construction. Two years later, they, they sold a property and the seller was actually there. And he said, probably one of the easiest inspections you've done. And I go, mm, I can tell you one thing. You, had, you did not have a home inspection when you bought this property. And he goes, why, why should I? You know, is new construction, codes and everything else. Keep in mind that, you know, we're all human. Mm-hmm. We have bad days. We make mistakes. But, um, you know, I, I informed him, your master bathroom, it's always cold in the winter, always hot in the summer. He goes, yeah, well, it's all that tile and this and that. And I go, no, your ductwork never was hooked up from the crawl space into the ba- to the bathroom. Oh, goodness. Did one property. It was just past its one-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So it's one-year-old property. Um, tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. Three levels. You know, now a lot of times they put in a passive radon vent system. Mm-hmm. And the plumbing that they use for that looks like regular plumbing. Um, but the plumber evidently in this property connected the third floor bathroom into the passive radon vent system. Oh my God. So for a year, everything that's been taking place in the third floor bathroom is in the crawl space. Oh man. And I had a maneuver around that. So like I said, we, we have bad days. We make mistakes. Yeah. You just gotta, you know, builders, contractors, um, code codes inspectors. Yeah. Codes are probably the most overworked, underpaid people after teachers and firemen and yeah. policemen. <laughs> yeah. and especially in this market. Right? I mean, they're having to run all over the place. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that was kind of a nasty issue. I've, you know, come across where luckily I made a comment on a new construction that, hey, there's no washer drain line in the crawl space. Mm-hmm. I got all the connections for the laundry room, but no drain line. And of course, I was told I was. An idiot, an idiot yeah. you know, home inspector, we're blamed for everything. <laughs> um, but as the agent and the clients did their final walkthrough, they found a contractor there tearing out the wall and putting in a drain line. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. which I'm happy because yeah. can you imagine your first time load doing a load clothes. of laundry and everything's draining in the wall all over the floors oh, yeah. everywhere. So luckily we caught that in time. Yeah. Good. No, I am. Um, we are such yes. huge proponents of having that home inspection. I had one. My buyers were the second buyer after the new build, and the powder room sink had never been connected to the plumbing. So whenever you washed your hands in that powder room sink, it just went straight into the crawl space. Oh my gosh. Luckily, they connected the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I've you know, seen where um, it's stuff like what you're talking about with that radon. Yeah. Is that, uh, situation. Yeah, I've, I've never seen, seen one that crazy, but yeah, I've seen drain lines for shower stalls that were never connected and just pouring into the into the crawl space. So yeah. we just try to hope that we catch everything. Right, and, right. So our listeners are predominantly realtors, but we also have a lot of non-realtors who listen mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. And we get a lot of calls from new realtors, especially mm-hmm. saying, "Wow, this was so informative. We didn't even know what we didn't know on things that we've learned on the show." That was a rhyme. It wasn't intentional, but it was. (laughs) And so talk a little bit. What does, once somebody orders a home inspection with Qualitas, what does that look like for both the buyer 
and the realtor. What does a home inspection look like as far as when you get to the property and what you do? When I get to the property, uh, keep in mind, a, a home inspection is a visual, non-destructive um, inspection. So, I mean, we're not going to tear out drywall or anything like that. And as I tell everybody, think of us as your house's general practitioner. Mm-hmm. Every year you go and get a physical. Mm-hmm. And then if something comes up, they send you down to whatever specialist to have it further investigated. So... That's what we do. We come in, and the first thing I do is come into the property, walk through the property, turn in on all the lights, make sure everything's working there, start up a dishwasher so it goes through a cycle, and then I walk around the exterior of the property and then start working my way from top down. You know, get into the attic, go through the property from the second floor, first floor. We're running a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So if there's any leaks, we're able to identify where the leak's coming from. And then if it's a crawl space, that's the last spot we, we check. And what we're looking for is, say, like settling issues. You know, if I see settling in the brick or some cracks in the brick, all right, well, do I see that? transpose inside the property do i see it in the crawl space because you know if you got an older property you're you're probably going to find some type of cracks in the brick just uh the age of the property and so we're trying to identify all right is this a major issue or a minor issue you know hey let's repoint the mortar bricks and get this patched up and let's monitor it or if i'm see cracks in the bricks seeing the cracks in the drywall above the headers, windows, door frames, center block inside a crawl space. I go, okay, we, we have an issue here. We need to get a, a structural trade professional, someone with a better pay grade than me mm-hmm. to um, further evaluate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you determine what that would be in terms of, I've seen on inspections, mm-hmm. you know, if the, if the crack is more than a quarter inch in width, I guess you mm-hmm. would get a, structural engineer or there's pushing and pulling on the brick what what would be your telltale signs if i got major gaps Mm -hmm. in the mortar or displacement where you know the bricks kind of one side's further out than the other Mm -hmm. definitely we've got an issue or a a bowing action Mm -hmm. i've seen in some garages where the center block walls are are bowed yeah you know, then we, we definitely have an issue. But if, I, you know, a lot of times if I see a crack where it looks like you've taken a pencil and drawn a line, mm-hmm. okay, this could be, you know, typical settling of the property. Because the properties, especially on new construction, it's, you know, it's going to settle the first eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. It's going to say, okay, this is where I'm comfortable and this is where I'm going to stay. So... If it looks like, you know, just like a pencil mark across, yeah, we've got some settling. Let's monitor it Mm -hmm. because, you know, our house is a living, breathing item. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be movement and there's going to be problems. Like I tell everybody, a house is just like your car. Mm -hmm. You're going to have oil changes, new tires, got to put gas in, and something's going to break at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And we just got to get that fixed. Yeah. I was going to say, John, you left out my favorite part of the inspection. What's that part? The microwave. 
You guys bring popcorn. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, what? <laughs> oh my God. Hired. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so, you know, you go into the kitchen and I'm like, what is the smell? It's yeah. popcorn. They're testing out the microwave. Year- and then here are my buyers. We're all eating popcorn the rest of the inspection. <laughs> years ago. Um, I love that. I, yes. Yeah. Years ago, I was given a, a little tester that you put in a microwave. And you turn the microwave on, it lights up and says, hey, yeah, it's, it's working. And I tested it. It lit up, said it was working. And then someone was trying to heat up some um, food and it never heated up. And I'm going, well, I put my tester back in. It says, well, it says it's working, but we never could get the, the food to heat up. Mm-hmm. So I remember years ago when I first started, that was my test. It was a bag of popcorn. And so I go, you know what? I threw that little tester out. I got a bag of popcorn, threw it in there. That way I know if it's working or not. If I can pop a bag of popcorn, I know it's going. So I carry boxes of Costco <laughs> um, popcorn in the car. It's the best well, popcorn. and that's <laughs> It is really good. That completely segues into the next question I have is for new agents listening how do you decide who's a good home inspector? And now I know the yeah. dude who brings the popcorn. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> and you're welcome. Check. Yeah, you're welcome yeah. to it because I don't eat it. I just always throw it away or hand it out to a homeless person on the corner when I'm driving. Um, I can tell you one thing that I know is if I do have a craving for popcorn, mm-hmm. um, the house doesn't have a microwave or the microwave doesn't work. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's been my experience. Do they still make Jiffy Pop popcorn that you would put on, like when I was a kid, you'd put it on the stove and you would shake it and it would pop up like a oh, a, yeah. Yeah. Like a globe the, the, on top of the thing? The aluminum. The aluminum, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they still make that. I don't know, but Kirkland popcorn from Costco. It's good. All it's right. good. Mm-hmm. Good to know. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. So in addition to the popcorn trick, if for agents who are trying to determine, or potential homeowners too, mm-hmm. what qualifies someone, would you say, as a good home inspector? How, how do you think one should shop for a, a good home inspector? Um, you know, for the state of Tennessee, to be a home inspector, mm-hmm. all you have to do is pass a 90-hour credited course, have your GED, mm-hmm. don't give them your college diploma, they'll send you back. <laughs> they, they want your high school diploma. That's, That's like the experience. real estate license. Yeah. It's like they don't want your college degree. They want your high yeah, school and, diploma. And, and I try to explain. I go, you know, I had to have my high school to get this college. And then it says right here. It's and I go, state. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do yeah. you say? So, but, you know, someone with experience, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're a multiple team. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have another inspector that works with us. And, you know, he doesn't have as many years as I do. You know, I'm over 16 years of experience, but he has, he has several years experience and he has me as a, a resource also. Mm-hmm. Dean has spent uh, probably a year and just training with me before he even. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Dean's, I've had him several times. I have, uh, you know, it's when I met Dean, I just go, yeah, this guy needs to come on board. Yeah. He just has a personality. And, and personality is also the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do this job because we really care about helping people make an informed decision mm-hmm. on the biggest purchase they're going to make. Mm-hmm. Both of us take this very seriously and love what we do. And so, you know, someone with experience, 
and look at their education. You know, I'm a member of InterNACHI. That's the National Association of Home Inspectors. Through them, I'm also listed as CPI, Certified Professional Inspector, which means I've done all their coursework and I've gone above their coursework. And, you know, we have radon testing certifications and things like that. So just talk with them, find out their experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's also a personal relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going to sure. say. So, you know, do you feel comfortable with this person? Mm-hmm. Some some come off very straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can go that. I have a funny story about Dean. So I had some nervous buyers. This has probably been about a year and a half ago. And I try to encourage them to come like the last 45 minutes right. or so. But if they yeah. want to come for the entire time, okay, yeah. you know, fine. And so, you know, they were just kind of pacing around, kind of watching Dean in and out of the reach room, parts of the house. And he had gone to the crawl space and came back up and they were just like staring at him. And he looked at them and said, well, I haven't seen an alligator yet. And so <laughs> it just kind of, they were like, okay, all right. You know, so he was just really funny. I think he yeah. could kind of read them and saw their nervousness. And so he just, you know, started talking to them, joking with them and said, you know, I'll let you know when I see one, but I've not seen one yet. And so, yeah. we, you know, ever since then, I was like, okay, Dean, you're all right. You, yeah. can, you can talk to people and, and relate and kind of read what they're, what they're thinking and feeling. Well, what we try to do, I mean... We don't try to be alarmist, try to scare everybody. Yes, thank you. You know, basically, we're there to, here's the overall health of the property. And we try to keep a very even tone, keep everything relaxed, but inform everybody. You know, we're not going to be coming, oh, my God, I don't know why they did this. And, oh, my God, the place is going to burn up. And I've been on inspections where I've had a young couple buying their first home, talking with them. And Dean is also from the hospitality background also. So we're very good at reading people. Mm -hmm. And I could see where this young lady was, I mean, she started fidgeting. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, let's let's come over here and sit down here at the table. So we sat at the table and I looked right at her and I said, all right, take a deep breath. And she did. And I go, listen, there is no perfect home out there. Trust me, I've seen thousands and thousands of homes, and there's no perfect home. And as soon as I said that, she just, <sighs> yeah, I'm so glad that you said that. Yeah, and, you know. And then I just explained, you know, here's our opportunities of improvement, and we just need to work through these. And you know, I often get questioned: Is this this house pass or fail? And I go, I, I don't give out pass or fail. Mm-hmm. I, I give you. The information and then you determine whether it fails or passes mm-hmm. because it's you got to be comfortable with it because yeah you know a lot of times people have asked me you know would you buy this house i go yeah but you know my comfort level is going to be a lot different than most people mm-hmm. i bought a house in east nashville years and years ago that uh, that we renovated and you know first day we shoveled out 10 wheelbarrow loads of pigeon poop mm-hmm. out of the attic <laughs> cavity. Attic. So yeah. my comfort <laughs> and level is yeah, yeah. so my comfort level yeah. is a little different. Yeah. Well and especially about that I feel like so many of the new buyers have no clue even what an electric panel is. Yeah. I mean I'm just amazed all the time at what little knowledge mm-hmm. I guess they weren't taught growing up how a house functions. Yeah. Um which is I mean it is what it is. But you bring up a good point 
And that is what is known today as the pass-fail inspection. Yep. For some reason, and it's when COVID really started, and all, and it got so crazy here in the Middle Tennessee market. Well, everywhere, and mm-hmm. people were saying we want a pass-fail inspection. And all of my, we have so many new agents since 2020 at the Wilson Group, and they're, the new ones. What, what? How does it fail? How does it? I'm like, y'all. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. As a pass fail, I do not know who brought that to our marketplace. I'm sure someone from California, but we don't. That there's no such thing. It is all, and you just said it so well. Yeah. All you can do is give the information about the house, and it has to be the buyer's comfort zone of whether yeah. they think it yeah. works for them or it doesn't work for them. Yeah. So the pass fail comes from the buyer. Yeah. You know, I provide you the information, and then you determine whether it passed or fell. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm okay with everything. Let's move forward or, you know. Yeah. It, no, it, this it's is just way too that, much than yeah. I want to take on. Right, right. So what would you say would be things that are, when you talk about major versus minor, mm-hmm. and the beauty of you is that you can explain it well to the buyer of mm-hmm. this is major, but fixable, you know, or this is major, this could cause you a lot of problems down the road without being an alarmist. But what would you say would be a major something versus something that someone might think is major, but it's really minor. Well, um, I know that's a tough one because it could go a thousand ways. It it can. And it it really depends. You know, as I tell everybody, you got time, money, or both, anything can be fixed. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I say, if you can write a check for it, it's not a problem. You know, we, we kind of look at it as, you know, like settling issues. If I'm seeing a bunch of settling issues, all right, before we move forward, let's get a structural trade professional, better pay grade than us, mm-hmm. to look at this and see how in-depth this project may be. Mm-hmm. If I've got water lines that are leaking, well, that's major. Let's We need to stop the leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, water lines from the street to the house or in the actually in the house? or In the house, um, street line to the house. Yeah. And then we also put a lot of service life items on there, mm-hmm. especially if you're looking at an older ranch and you, you know, we see a drop of water flow mm-hmm. when we're operating multiple, you know, that could be a major just for not so much as material, but, you know, labor costs mm-hmm. that we're experiencing here in the Nashville yeah. area. Yeah. Um, anything that looks like, you know, this is going to cost some money mm-hmm. or, hey, we really need to investigate, see what's going on here before we move forward. Those are items that, Hey, we need a definitely red flag and, yeah. and have a looked at. Yeah. And any equipment that's not running, you know, air conditioning units that are not hitting the appropriate temperature deltas, um, heating systems. The only thing we actually take apart is the electrical panel cover mm-hmm. to look at the electrical mm-hmm. panel. And then, you know, we test the GFCI, AFCI breakers, but double tap breakers. Those things really should be addressed because their breakers are only sorted for one wire. So mm-hmm. anything that's not operation, um, microwave is not popping popcorn. Yeah, right. um, that <laughs> Freezer needs to not be, freezing popsicles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, things like that. Things that are supposed to be working that are not working, then those are red flag too. Yeah. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. 
We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, NMLS number 1761767. Are there things that you guys do not test for that people might not know about? Well, we don't test lawn irrigation systems, okay. and we don't test swimming pools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Of course, we don't inspect a heat exchanger on a gas-fired package unit because that requires dismantling sure. stuff like yeah. that. No elevators. We don't do elevators. I <laughs> um, do recommend them having them serviced mm-hmm. once a year. My daughter got trapped in an elevator <gasps> one time, and <laughs> after, yeah. and um, House elevators freak me out. Even the the nicest of home, I don't you know. know why. I, I, I do, I do get bit. them. I do get them and write them to yeah. see that they're operating. But um, that's about all I do. Yeah, is that yeah? It called, it came up, and yeah. went mm-hmm. down. And I stuff. would have one for Costco and my luggage. I've had heavy luggage. <laughs> <laughs> and and we don't want run washer and dryers. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Because you know you never know if those are staying. Mm-hmm. A lot of times there's clothes in them. Mm-hmm. You know, run a load of laundry, and then next thing I got to be there folding and putting on the whites. So not doing it. You might have a red sock in with your whites, yeah. and then somebody's yes. laundry's all pink. And it'd be all my fault. It'll be all your fault while you eat popcorn. Absolutely. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, that's good to know because, especially on the pools, it seems like everybody's built a pool over the past two years, and uh, that's going to yeah. become a, a, I think, a situation. Yeah, yeah. hot tubs, those... pools, we don't do. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I even Most, I don't know any home inspector who does. I mean, no. you get a. But we do have a very good reference for a pool inspector. Mm-hmm. If someone needs one, we referred him out many times. Um, he's he's evidently developed a whole. He's either the only one or two um, state certified. Is it Dennis? Pool ins- I can't remember what Dennis um, Boyd Pool. Yeah. That's the same, yeah. same one. That's who yeah. I used to. Uh-huh. Um, that that's the guy to go to. Yeah, he's okay. always evidently he's got a program and he can teach me. And I go, dude, I don't want to get right? into pool inspections. Right. Yeah. I got enough on my hands <laughs> as it is with a house. I mean, I had no idea how many things they inspect on a pool. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's a it's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, he is. I've been on inspections and he's there. I mean, yeah, he's there for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, those it's a, a good. You know, ten page report on everything. Yeah, no, he's um, at least. Yeah, he's uh, he's top notch. Yeah. So, how many realtors do you work with who are brand new and don't know much about homes yet? Lately, just uh, just a few in the past couple couple of years. Yeah, a lot of them have been turned on to us by other agents in their office. You know, they're new and they say, you know, who do I call? And you know, we're luckily enough that. We've got a lot of great agents, and yeah. they say, "Call this person." Yeah, yeah. You know, call call Qualitas. Talk to Charla. She'll uh-huh. get somebody out there. So, speaking of agents, what can we as agents do for you to make your job easier? How do, how does the agent play come into play? I would say probably understand the home inspection process. Mm-hmm. Truly understand what we do, what we're not allowed to do. You know, mm-hmm. I can't move furniture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then just be a strong agent. A lot of agents, when they someone will call back and go, well, why didn't he do this? And, oh, I, I don't know. And they kind of get flustered and then, you know, kind of sometimes make us look a little different mm-hmm. in, their, in the consumer's eye. Mm-hmm. 
whenever there's a home inspection booked, we send out, of course, uh, email to the client. Mm-hmm. It has a link for them to review our service agreement, sign off on it, make a payment if they want to do a credit card because I don't want your credit card information. Yeah. Um, one, of course, also goes to the buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. And then we also send one to the seller's agent. So if you should get an email from us, from Qualitas Home Inspection, please forward it to your seller. Yeah. So um, they know to have those utilities in service when yes. you show up. Have yes. all the utilities <laughs> on, access to the attic, yep. um, access to the electrical panel, access to the crawl space. Um, there's a lot of times there's, you know, just a little scuttle hole in a bedroom closet mm-hmm. and they got the bedroom closet filled with stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not allowed to be moving everybody's clothes out of there. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I got to disclaim it. And we try to tell everybody, hey, we want to have a very thorough inspection. Mm-hmm. Let's get all of this done so I don't have to write up, hey, I couldn't get into the attic. Who knows what's up there? Yeah. Right. And then then the buyer gets wigged out, yep. you know, because I couldn't lay my eyes on the attic cavity. And then, you know, it's back and forth between agents and getting a closet cleared out. I do know when I show up to a property, all right, this agent forwarded the sellers. Yeah. Because I've shown up where there's already a ladder set up for me to get into the oh, scuttle nice. hole. So oh, I'm going, yeah. oh, they got the email. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. And it yeah. makes my job quicker and easier. Yeah. That's a great point, though. I mean, I've never shared that with the our agents to say, Hey guys, when y'all get that email from the, from yeah. the inspector forward mm-hmm. it on. I mean, there's just stuff you automatically do cause you've been doing it forever. Yeah. But again, just because we have so many new agents, I need to remind them that yeah, they need that, to do that. We, we send one to the seller's agent mm-hmm. to make sure that we can get access to everything. Yeah. And that way we got a smooth report. Everything flows well. There's none of this unknowns. Right. You know, right. that's going to scare somebody. So other than plumbing being attached to a radon, a passive radon mitigation system, um, what's some of the crazier things you've seen? Because, man, you, I am sure, 16 years have seen some crazy, nasty, bizarre stuff. Yeah, I I get asked a lot what are some of the crazy things things that I've seen. Um, And I get asked a lot about... um, you know, well, why did they do this? And I go, you know, I stopped asking that a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. I mean, I have seen light switches inside of a shower stall. You know, oh, God. Why do you need a light switch inside of a shower stall? <laughs> to get electrocuted. <laughs> um, Sounds like a bad Saturday Night yeah, Live skit. <laughs> no. And, yeah. You know, I've been in where a duplex where I'm inspecting one side, but the other side's Drain line is no longer connected. Yeah. So it all flew down, <gasps> flow down to the oh. other side. You know, people ask me about snakes. Yeah, I see snakes. Yeah. That's yeah, mice. But um, the only time I really got a little, well, the heart rate got up was uh-huh. um, doing a property out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. Came up on a coyote up underneath the crawl space. Oh, gosh. So. Yeah. Luckily, I found a little rock through. It left. I left. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but no, we we come across a lot of things, and you just kind of step back and scratch your head. And, you know, all right, now where does this go? And yeah. then you have to start tracing everything down. Yeah. Yeah. I had an old farmhouse on the market. And this is probably two thousand and nine or ten when you couldn't give a farmhouse on 
you know, 20 acres in Gallatin away. Mm -hmm. And I think it was built in the early 1900s. And it was a cool old house. But the seller eventually told me that um, they would get so many snakes in their attic and they would drop into the house. Like there was just like little ways. And like he'd be watching TV and a snake would just fall from, it was a a vaulted. And I mean, Going into that, whenever I was showing it, because it was summertime, I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, it was the creepiest. Once no I heard way. that, it just because I thought it was the coolest, sweetest house. And then I'm like, so when you said snakes and crazy, I'm uh, like, I'll never forget that farmhouse yeah. with snakes yeah. in the attic. Well, you know, don't have any mice, I bet. Yeah, yeah. well, this <laughs> no, is true. true. I, I tell this everybody, that, did you There's, see a snake? Or and I spiders. Go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I go, I, hey, that, I have an issue with basements in East Nashville. I showed a home oh, about yeah, a month ago, sure. oh. and we both went down, and it had, you know, like the trees. Oh, they're not the, trees. They're yeah, cedar posts. Cedar, cedar posts. Post. <laughs> this you one still had notches on it. Yeah, you want them. It just added to the fear factor, just the creepiness. And it <laughs> oh, was like so funny. I just love them. Doug, yeah. And then we heard something. It sounded like a window shut or a door shut. Christy, I ran out of the house. Oh my gosh, Heather, that's so fun. <laughs> I need to take you into more old houses. <laughs> I thought, take me back to the west side where there's not as many basements. Oh, go into any around here. They're um, all like that. I had a house that's very similar to what you're talking about. And um, it was one of the more creepier hand-dug basements that I'd been in. And I swear, it felt like I was in the scene in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. You know, precious! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah that- We've been in some creepy basements yeah. and crawl spaces, and um, the only time I ever got wigged out or close to wigged out, I did a the um, log home oh, a long, long time ago. But it's one of those crawl spaces where you're basically, I like mean, you're laying man. flat, mm-hmm. and, and you can only tilt your mm. head left or right to see between the joist, and um, it's actually the... The stopping point from the Hermitage to downtown Nashville back in the day. On Lebanon Road? Was it on Lebanon Road? I think it might have been. Okay. But, um, yeah, I got into that crawl space and really couldn't turn around and uh, started, okay, this is very tight. And <laughs> Are you claustrophobic yeah. at all? That was the only time. Just um, hearing that made yeah. me, my heart race a little bit. Yeah. Now, you know, for me... Going into dirty crawl spaces, and no matter how tight they are, the only thing that's in my mind is someone's paying me to make sure they're buying a good investment, mm-hmm. and um, that's the only thing on my mind. So I just I crawl and do it, and that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. So don't even think about it well, anymore. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's great because that I, I just couldn't do that. Okay, so as we're thinking about it, what would be your top three things? for our listeners to take away from knowing about a home inspection? The first thing, keep in mind that, one, the home inspection is a visual inspection. Yes. Um, we're not tearing down anything. We're looking for symptom signs, and then we're going to refer you over to, hey, we need to get this evaluated. You know, I've seen where, hey, what's these water stains below the windows? You know, in my mind, I'm thinking – did they flash the window correctly and we're getting leaks? But without me tearing out brick and mm-hmm. tearing out drywall, I can't determine. So keep in mind that we're doing a visual inspection. Okay. Also keep in mind we're taking a snapshot one day mm-hmm. at a time. Okay. Yeah. Smart. Um, 
what we observed that day may be totally different if we came back a week later. Right. Or a month later. You know, it's pouring down rain. Right. Pouring down rain. Mm-hmm. Um, great for a buyer when it's pouring down rain. Sucks for us. <laughs> Especially when you got to get down on a wet ground oh. and get into a crawl space. Yeah. You know, it's it's a dirty job. Yeah. So keep in mind, you know, because we're, we're taking a snapshot that day. And then it's usually, what, 30 days or so before they actually take possession? Sure. During that time, I don't know what's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, did the seller maintain the property like they were supposed to mm-hmm. at the time that you bought it? Those are the two big things. And third, you know, if you do come across something later on down the road, give us a call. I mean, we've evaluated the property at one point in time. Mm-hmm. We can come back and take a look at it again and saying, okay, now I see what's going on here. Because, like I said, we're taking a snapshot. Yeah. But if we can see it later down the line, then we can help diagnose it. Right. Um, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, feel free to call us anytime. Use us as a resource. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Mm-hmm. What's your recommendation? Because there's some new building concepts out there mm-hmm. that, you know, good. But do I believe in them? I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, sprayed on insulation in the attic. As a home inspector, I love it. It's nice and cool in the the summertime. Mm -hmm. But once again, I can't see the decking. Right. I can't see the framing. I can't, you know, do we have a roof leak? When do we know when there's a roof leak? So there's different building procedures that are going on now that we're just going to have to wait and see time, whether it's It's time or tested. From the 80s, drive it. Exactly. 10 years Mm -hmm. after drive it was installed, you realized, oh my gosh. Yeah, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You bring up a great point though. And I thought I was about to wrap it up, but now I have more questions. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the great thing about this show. We can do whatever we want to. On insulation, I've heard so many different things and seen so many different types of insulation in the crawl space. Mm -hmm. So that back in the day, you know, you put the insulation between the floor joists. I've heard don't have insulation in between the floor joists because mm-hmm. it can attract moisture. Mm-hmm. There's the insulation that, and I'm not a big fan of, along the crawl space wall, and you can't really mm-hmm. even see the crawl space wall. So you can't right. see if termites or shelter tubes or anything are happening there. And then there's a spray foam that they do sometimes in the crawl space as well. Mm-hmm. What are your takes on the insulation in the crawl space? The, all right, floor bat insulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not a personal fan of it. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, when I go into a crawl space and I do see floor bat insulation, nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm going to have some type of what we refer to as microbial growth mm-hmm. on the floor choice. That insulation, if it's a humid crawl space, it just absorbs and just feeds it to the wood. Absorbs the moisture. And feeds absor- it to the yeah. Wood. I, and I've been in crawl spaces where I've opened up and started crawling in and it's literally raining. In the crawl space, oh, cause the, but that also gave me an indication that all right, this crawl space is not properly ventilated. Yeah, mm-hmm. the humidity is getting too much in here, absorbing into the insulation. It gets saturated and just starts dripping water. So I've been rained on in a crawl space. Okay, I personally don't like it. I know people say that. Well, the floors are colder if you don't have it. Mm-hmm. I must have too much callus on my feet. I I don't really notice (laughs) that. To me, it's more problematic than anything. So I don't recommend it. Spray on insulation that they seal up a crawl space area. 
I don't like it because, like you said, termites. Mm-hmm. I mean, when are you going to know that you have termites? Mm-hmm. You're not going to know till they're in yeah. the wood. What, floor gets in soft. the wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you fall through. <laughs> yeah. Now, what would be nice if they would spray, but leave maybe a six-inch gap at the top of the cinder blocks. So that way you can see if there's shelter tubes coming up Mm -hmm. and you can identify it and stop it before they start any type of damage. Mm -hmm. And then these sealed crawl spaces, Franklin Brentwood, going back and forth different ways. Personally, if you're going to have a sealed condition crawl space, I would really like to see some type of dehumidifier system installed. Mm -hmm. I've seen where builders have cut a floor register in the floor right by the air return. So it pulls a little air from the crawl space. I've seen where they put in these big industrial dehumidifiers Mm -hmm. because, I mean, honestly, we we can't 100% seal a crawl space. So Mm -hmm. if humidity levels should arise, Mm -hmm. we need a way to treat it. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some builders, they they seal it and got it conditioned, but there's nothing to treat to humidity that may arise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've seen builders where they do install the industrial dehumidifier in the system. Yeah. Gotcha. Which brings another question. How long does it take to do a home inspection? And I know it depends on the size of the house, but do you have like an average? Yeah, it really depends on the size, age, condition of the house. You know, I've been in a 3,000 square foot home, really nice property that took me, you know, Basically two, two and a half hours. Okay. And I've been into a 1,100 square foot house that took me three hours. It's a different type of yeah. issues that yeah. come up there with the house. Okay, that makes once you, sense. once you find, you know, if, if the house is a little rough, it's going to take us a little longer. Yeah. Because we identify a problem and then we're trying to trace it down to see, all right, well, where does this go? Mm-hmm. What, where is this water line going to? I don't, I don't see a place. So... On average, a home probably is two, two and a half hours um, on average. We do encourage buyers to come. You know, there's times I'm there all by myself, and then there's times I got both agents, sellers, buyers, uncle down the street. (laughs) You know. um, Passing out the popcorn. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but, you know, ideally... If they can come towards the buyers, could come towards the end of the inspection mm-hmm. to allow us no distraction that we're totally concentrating yeah. on the property. And Charlotte does a really good job saying, "Hey, you know, the inspection's at nine. John should be ready for a wrap up around eleven, eleven thirty. You know, come at that time, and mm-hmm. then I can walk them through. And yeah. and and you know, because also I want to know what their concerns are. Yeah, you know, that's the very first question we ask everybody's. Any concerns or questions that you have with the property? Because, you know, we're going to have the report the very next morning. But I want to make sure that any questions or concerns that they have, that we we get those addressed right. while we're on site. Right. So they can rest easy mm-hmm. and have a good night's sleep before the report comes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like when the agent comes with the buyer at yeah. the end. I think it's so important yes. for the agent to hear it from the horse's mouth of what's being said. So then... When they read the report, they're not getting it cold. And if they don't know what they don't know, they then in turn don't scare their buyer. Yeah. You know, so even if the buyer can't be there, I think it's good for the agent to be there Mm -hmm. to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a a good, honestly, a good seasoned agent, you know, once I start rambling on about items, they go, oh, yeah, we got that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that so many times. Right. Right. I know three people to call for that. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Last question. I know a lot of buyers will be asking you, how much does that cost to fix? How much does that cost to fix? What's your answer to that? I have no idea. Okay. Honestly, you know, you, you have I, no I, idea I, to the answer to the question, or you say I have no idea to the that, buyer. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. No. Um, you know, th- there will be a few items that we possibly will know a price for. Yeah. You know, roundabout. Hey, I feel like prices have changed. Yeah, so they've much. changed so well, and then, You know, the sure. labor. You know, the cost of everything has gone yeah. skyrocket. Right. On. And the labor costs have gone up so much and you know at my own house you know i do just about all the work at my own house mm-hmm. so i can tell you well you know it cost me 11 bucks to buy this two by four mm-hmm. you know for this so where it used to cost you know eight dollars or right. something like that so there's some things we could give a ballpark on yeah but i, I just tell them you need to consult with the appropriate professional and, yeah because yeah. like you know if we find a loose toilet mm-hmm it could be the, the bolt has slipped out of the flange mm-hmm. and we just need to get resecured. So lifting up the toilet and resecuring it is one thing. Could be a broken flange. Then we're having to cut out a flange, put a new flange in and reseat it. So the prices on those two are going to be right. way different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a few items we probably can ballpark a little, but you, you need to get the appropriate trade yeah. professional to look yeah. at it and give you an estimate. Gotcha. So to our listeners, if you are needing a home inspection, call John Steele at Qualitas Home Inspections, and yep. I've got all of your information here. Yes. It will also be in our show notes. Yep. But your email is info at qhi-tn.com. That is correct. Phone number at the office is 615-707-0861. That is correct. Okay, and you'll get, yeah, and you'll get Sharla, my better half. Okay. And, um, she loves booking appointments. Good. Well, I look forward to calling you very soon to have Charla book yes. an appointment. <laughs> yes. And I can text Charla as well, which is so nice. Oh, okay. yeah. That's, you that's know, the I'm other like, thing. Hey, if I'm writing an offer, when is your next available? Can you pencil me in? Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that has been wonderful. There's a, a ton of our agents that um, love the texting. Mm-hmm. So they can just text her and say, hey, here's the information. When can you get me? And she just texts right back. And um it's easy. You it can is. either email, call, or text. And that is awesome. She'll, she'll get it taken care of. Well, I can honestly say this has been one of the most informative shows we've had in a long time. Well, and I appreciate your sharing all the information and your fun and funny, and it's <laughs> it's been great. So, John, yes. thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And for all of our listeners out there, if you have any questions that you have for John or topics you would like Heather and I to cover, email us at podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com, and we will get it answered. Yes. Yep. Thank you, Absolutely. guys. Bye. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. 
This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.